What simple pricing strategy can easily increase your sales? Stay tuned and find out. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client. I did it. But it can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology and I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully, think differently, think bigger, and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to another dose of tiered pricing learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Trace Springman. Oh my gosh, I'm about ready to choke on something here. What's going on? And as many of you know, and if you're, it's your first time here, I've been in the uh, course creation, coaching, and online space since like the 90s. So yeah, got a little experience under my belt. But here's the thing. I'm still learning. And that's why I'm here to share with you what I have learned and what I am still learning about course creation, coaching, entrepreneurship, infopreneurship, which begs the question, who are you? And to me, my friend, that is infinitely more important. I think you are a driven entrepreneur, more specifically, perhaps an infopreneur with or seeking, you know, an online course model or coaching model in your business or, yeah, you maybe you're hoping you have that very, very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart. I just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal or business tips and results. Very important to get the results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire. It absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here today sharing with you another solo success episode coming to you straight from the Dark Horse HQ as we dive deep into your infopreneur and course creation success with some actionable advice, tips, and steps designed to help you level up your game. Why? Well, because as we already know, there are no shortcuts to success except for taking those little steps towards your goal every single day. Pricing, pricing, pricing. Let's chat a bit about pricing. Uh, let me give you a little story here. Some, some years back, I did a test run of a new software I was selling, and uh, I wanted it to be priced at, like, I don't know, back then it was $49. But it didn't, uh, it didn't sell really well during the test, which, you know, normally could turn you off on it, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm adding so much value. I mean, I knew the, sof the software was awesome and did exactly what it needed to do. Furthermore, I knew this was something that the marketers out there needed at the time to increase their sales, right? But the testing, ah, you're testing, right? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, you, you're not? Well... You should be testing, right? Anyway, sidebar. We'll, we'll chat about that in another episode. With the testing, let's get back to that. The testing showed that it would be better selling at $27, which I didn't want to do, right? Because in my view, that low price point was going to cheapen, right? The, the, te the, the $27 didn't show the real value that this piece of software had. And so here's what we did instead. We offered three versions of the software. Really, it was the same software, but uh, in the different versions were different rights that were included with it. So you really you were paying uh, less 
for less rights and more for more rights. Wow, how simple is that, right? The first version, right, it was $17, which was even less than I wanted to sell it for. And it included the rights to use the software on a single website. Okay, with me? Now, keep in mind, the purpose of this piece of software, which, as I realize now, I didn't explain to you, um, at that time, it was to build numerous small websites and monetize them quickly, right? Okay, now, so the first version, $17. The second, what we did is we allowed the buyer to use the software on unlimited websites, and the cost was $47. Boom, all right? So now you see that big jump in value and big jump in price, $30 burn jump. And the third version allowed the buyer to sell the websites that contained the software, and that cost was $59. Ah, so as you can see from the pricing, the $17 was simply to establish the value. Now imagine if you wanted to use that software on 19 different websites. Hmm? That would be $17 per website. That would cost you 117 bucks. 19 websites for someone who does this all the time is nothing, right? And uh, Or you could simply pay the $47 one time. Mm -hmm. Or excuse me, the, the $59, right? Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm confusing myself, so hopefully I'm not confusing you as well. If you wanted to use it on 19 websites, the $17 version would cost you 170 bucks. But if you want to use it on 17 or 19 websites, you could buy this $47 version and use it on all those websites for yourself. Now, the second option was the one. Um, or excuse me, the third option was. I'm just. I'm having a crazy time today, aren't I? All right, so we just discussed the second option. The third option really became a no-brainer after you read about the second option, right? For a measly $2 more per uh, per person, you could sell the website that you created and started generating revenue for with the software remaining on it. Ha-ha. So the, the, the price tag of $47 for you know unlimited use made the $59 price tag look like a steal. Like, wow, if I get a website up and running and it's generating profits, I can prove its value. Then I can turn around and sell it and tell them, oh, by the way, you get to keep software with it. Ha, ah, that's the bonus piece of it, right? So for 12 bucks, unlimited websites became a no-brainer. Now you could probably encounter this type of pricing, well, probably everywhere, right? The lowest price that you've seen, and you've seen the, all the cliche three-tiered are stacked on top of each other, and they list all the benefits where the one on the far left has the least amount of benefits, and the one in the middle shows all those benefits, plus you get all this. And then the one on the right shows all that, plus you get all this, right? We've all seen it. The lowest price is that bare-bones version. The highest price is everything you could ever imagine, and probably a few things you didn't even think of. Oh, okay. And the middle price is, you know, there to make that highest price look low. Hmm? And it works. We launched the software and it's sold like hotcakes. Now, a few people, oddly enough, did in fact buy the $17 option. And they also bought the $47 versions, which, hey, that's fine. It's all good. Um, it's not like those prices were complete decoys. However, whatever it is you're selling, Considering using two or three different pricing tiers to encourage people to buy the version that you really want them to choose. For, for example, um, whatever kind of service you're selling, right? 
or coaching, whatever the service is, uh, you can have a bare bones version at 99 bucks. That doesn't do everything your buyers are going to want. Then you could have a 990 version that does everything that they want and more, far more than those people would want. And it it would be, of course, I would imagine, a lot of work for you. So the price would be uh, commensurate with that. And then you find your sweet spot somewhere in that middle, 399, $499 version that is just right in terms of doing what the customer wants for a minimum investment of your own time to get it done, right? So you're still putting forth effort, hence the price. Uh, Your customer is getting what they want at a reasonable price and they can see that reasonability bounced off of the 999 version in this example. Hmm? You you can imagine you're, you're being your own digital Goldilocks where you're steering people towards the porridge that it's just the right temperature for them, whether it's the lukewarm, the medium warm, or the super hot porridge, whatever it is. Uh, And in the process, you are going to greatly increase your sales. But let's, let's add a little something to this, shall we? Because, yeah, increasing your sales is all well and good. And doing it uh, for that end result, again, all well and good. We all need to make money. We need to uh, – it's the reason we got in business in the first place, right? We want to feed our families. We want to improve our homes, improve our lifestyles, whatever it may be for you. You know, maybe it's funding whatever nonprofit you're trying to, uh, to, to fund. Whatever the reason you got into business is, that's fine. Right, selling is a part of that process, and driving those sales should be forefront in your mind. However, let's think about this from the customer's perspective, right? Because if you don't, you end up like the fox and the stork. You've heard that story, right? Well, let me share it with you. Okay, at one time, the fox and the stork, were, they were on visiting terms, and they seemed to be the best of friends. So the fox invited the stork over to dinner, and for a joke, put nothing before the stork but some soup in a very shallow dish, right? This, the fox, was easily able to lap up, but the stork right, could only wet the end of the long beak that the stork had and left the meal just as hungry, if not hungrier, than when she had arrived. Uh, I'm sorry, was the response from the fox. Is the soup not to your liking? He giggled to himself. Do not apologize, said the spork. Said, said the spork, said the stork. I hope you let me return this kind favor with an invitation to come dine at my home very, very soon. Right? Now, the, the fox agreed, and a day was appointed, and the fox uh, should visit the stork. But when they were seated at the table at the stork's home, all there was for dinner, yeah, was more soup, right? And it was contained in a very long neck jug with a narrow mouth. Now, mind you, think about the fox for a minute. Even though the fox got a thin snout, the fox wasn't able to insert his snout into this jar. So all he was able to do is really lick from the outside of the jar. Stork, of course, ate happily by sliding his thin beak way down in there and gulping down that soup and said to the fox with a grin, I will not apologize for dinner since one bad turn deserves another yeah you, right you with me i know it seemed a little weird but let's think about it from one angle revenge which is the angle used here delicious as it may be 
usually ends up in swings and roundabouts and bad feelings and people talking about you. Yeah. What? Oh, how does this apply to business in any way? Well, think about it for a moment. If you would vary your thinking, if the fox and the stork would vary their thinking for a moment and reread the tale as if it needs to be because, revisit the tale as it needs to be because it's simple. There are really two lessons in this story that we, you, as entrepreneurs can and should learn. Let me break it down for you. First off, the sly fox, well, he had no use for long neck jugs, so he only had shallow dishes. That's what he served his soup in. That's what he was used to. And the stork, likewise, had no need for shallow dishes because she had the long beak. She needed long-necked jugs. They both fit the purpose by which they were used to. And the lessons here are that each party is thinking of their own requirements. Huh? Huh? Selling is a requirement to your business. But not taking into account the requirements of the needs of their guests or in this case, our customers, hmm, might cause some bad things, right? So we have, to take, we have to take into consideration. I'm going to beat that into you probably once a week. The second lesson is one that I see so many entrepreneurs, coaches, course creators, even long-term businessmen stumble upon. The second lesson is that what suits one niche may be completely useless to another. And so it's best never to use a one-size-fits-all policy, right? If our customers, our guests need a little tailoring, do it within reason. Your flexibility will keep you fed. Think about it, right? If when the stork came over to visit the fox, he saw, oh my goodness, she's not going to be able to drink from that shallow plate. Let me get a cup of mine. It's not the long neck jug. I don't have any long neck jugs, but certainly a cup would have helped and would have been quite a reasonable uh, tailoring to the needs. So ultimately, what we can learn from this fable and carry on into our businesses, hmm? well, it's like this. Make sure you know and understand your customers' needs and their requirements. And don't always believe that your perception of their needs is the only one, let alone the correct one. Get out there. Engage with your potential prospects. Engage with your current customers. Ask them what it is they want, they need, they desire, they hope, they, then they dream of. Say, hey, in the perfect world, if you could have anything in this niche, whatever your business is, what would it be? And you're gonna, you ask 10 people, just 10, simple. Easy to reach out to 10 people, isn't it? Yeah. Create a survey. I don't care how you do it. Um, one of the coaches I work with uh, is getting into a new niche of mommies because uh, she just recently became a mom not too long ago. And she wants to take what it is she does to that niche of people, busy moms. And so she reached out with a survey asking some simple questions, got 200 responses. And many of them were very surprising to her. Being a new mom, she didn't know a lot of the things. Even though, you know, we may think we know things, 
There are things we don't know. Now, I would also add one extra thing here because I've learned the benefits of looking outside the niche to find ways that things are being done that could be transmuted over into your niche. Don't just ask the people buried deep inside your niche. Ask the folks that are on the outside, maybe looking in, or that have just dipped their toes in because they'll have uh, an even more unique perspective and they can bring in some of the stuff that they're used to uh, seeing and engaging with and they can bring it into your niche and maybe even give you a valuable leg up against the competition. All right, so take those couple of little pricing tricks and put them into your business today and, and let me know what happens. Uh, seriously, I, I do. I, I definitely mean this when I say Tracy at DarkHorseSchooling.com. Get out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. I say that at the end of just about every episode, and I mean it for the end of every episode, even if I forget to say it sometimes. Get out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. That's it. Here's the email address. I just gave it to you. Shoot me an email. Tell me what tip or tech trick you learned how you put it in action, and what results you got from it. Who knows? Probably even bring you a show and let you share your results with my audience. With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.